Yeah. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Let me skip this. <laughs> Bless. Trying to get my headphones on. Can you hear me on my headphones? Yes, sir. Do you know if it works on headphones? Yeah, yeah, it works on headphones. I can hear you. No why it's not connected. Hold on. <laughs> Trying to go on my uh, headset. Okay, I got you. Yes, yes, ladies and gents, this is MD yeah, Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? What up? What up? What up? This is MD Podcast. By the time you guys hear this, this will be this will be on season four, uh, episode, I believe, episode fifteen. All right. And before we get started, I just want to say when I started the show, it was really based on getting this this artist on the show. Like the first people I wanted to get was Mike Bless and Bonnie Blue on the MD Podcast because. My show is about highlighting my fellow artists who has like the spirit of the underdog who, who keeps working and stay consistent. And this man right here, man, has been a close friend to me in my personal life, but also a close friend in the music industry. Like every now and then we need tough love. We need people to remind us who the fuck we are. So every time I forget who I am, this man right here, and that keeps me going, you know? Um, this man right here has worked from the from the Ox 805 has worked with some of the illest MCs like Raskast, Chino XL, Rocka R Science, Planet Asia, Elder Sensei, has worked with MED, DJ Rooms, Big Twins, Chris Rivers, Pace One, has gone on tour with like Jeru the Damager, has gone on tour with the Beat Nuts, you know what I'm saying? Has toured Europe, all right? Uh, definitely has been making a mark in the Southern California underground scene and um, has dropped some classics like Audio Vox, all right? Classic albums like, uh, man, uh, there's so much, uh, there's a new album coming out called G.O.D. Um, and I don't want to miss the accolades. Uh, shouts to the album that he dropped, Shadows of War and Immortal Auditory. The catalog is heavy. I don't. I don't want to take too much space, ladies and gents. We got Mike Bless in the house. What What's up? up? What up? What's up, dog? Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you, Bleezy. You good? Dope, 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 man. Hey, appreciate the intro. You know what it is, man. One of the illest, one of the hardest working cats. Um, appreciate you, man. I don't want to take too much time because I know you're a busy guy. So for all those people uh, tuning I got in, time. I, got time. <laughs> I, got, I got time today. <laughs> For all those people tuning in, they don't know where you were born and raised, but I do. So all, for all those tuning in, where were you born and raised, G? Uh, Oxnard, California. Nice. Born and raised. Wanimi, Wanimi Beach, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we grew up on the beach. We grew up in Oxnard. Right? Like, <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm so proud of that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so uh, grateful for living, you know, growing up how we did out there, you know? Did you ever wonder how um, mom ended up in Oxnard? How did mom and dad end up in Oxnard? Oh, we're going to the, <laughs> we're going to the, uh, we're going all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yep. always take it back. Like, how did your yeah. family end yeah. up in the Oxnard? Um, my dad, my dad is a retired Navy. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't really in my life till like around 12. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, really here in and out until around that time. But, you know, they did because they they were my dad was in the Navy, so he was stationed mm-hmm. in Point uh, Point uh, Point uh, Wanimi. He was stationed mm-hmm. Wanimi, mm-hmm. and uh, so we I actually lived <clears> in the base for like till I was like maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. And they divorced, 
and we was in the hood. <laughs> was nice. Not, you know I mean, not, not necessarily the hood, but we, you know, we we was in, you know, we was uh, we grew up poor after that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that's kind of where I was in Oxnard and growing up, and just kind of been, you know, born and raised like that. That that's kind of how it all happened. You know. How many siblings you got, BZ? I got a. Uh, let me like let me count. One, <laughs> two. Three, four. <laughs> four brothers and a sister. Nice, nice. Um, I want to give a shout out to the family. Shout out to Mom Duke. Shout out to everybody. Um, so blessed. Yeah, shout out to you, man. I don't think people understand like how tight we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got I got to apologize to the listeners too. And I mean, Mark <laughs> never said it to y'all, but he been wanting me to get on this podcast. And he, he comes. We we've been hanging out and who's at my house. We was drinking like I think it was last year, and he's like, "Yo, let's record, let's record this shit." And I was like, "Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do no interviews." And like, sometimes you just get in a space in your mind, and, 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 and with hip hop, where I'm just like, you know, let's just kick it. And, and some of these conversations are for us, you know. What I mean, they're not for the public or whatever. No and, doubt, no doubt, yeah, no but, doubt. But we're ready now, man. And I'm like, you know, I'm ready. To do, let's talk about it, man. Let's let's, let's put it out there and it's all love. I'm so man. proud of Mike Blast. I'm so proud of Blast. Like. You know, when it comes to hip hop, uh, the only way you can stay here is if you stay consistent, and that's what Bless is. And I learned so much throughout the years. So, Bless, man, like, describe Oxnard growing up as a young kid in the early '90s. How was that like for you? I grew up in the late. Yeah, I grew up like in the. Well, I, I grew up in the late, and I was coming up in the '80s, like as a as a kid, to the '90s, right? So, mm-hmm. like me, I grew up in what you'd call the sand center Oxnard, you know what I'm saying, like, the sand, and so, you know, my first memories of, like, you know, obviously, we was all ghetto kids, and just running around the neighborhood, and, like, my brother, I have an older brother, and so, he was really the one, they, they would pick him up to go breakdancing in the neighborhood, like, that was the thing, like, like, you go pick up your friends to go play, I mean, they probably don't do it these days, right, but you pick up, you know, they would come to my pad, everyone would kind of go to each other's houses and pick up a person and pick up on by the, by the time you end you got a bunch of you got like 20 kids outside going crazy you know what i'm saying and they used to come pick up my brother to go dancing to do that to, to go dancing and at that time it was like bbd bell biv devoe you know what i'm saying and, and 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 all the dances and the new the new jack swing dances and shit like that and you know like the running man and like uh the kid in play and shit and uh and so I grew up like that, man, like kind of watching that, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily breakdancing, but kind of just dancing in general. Yeah. Which kind of turned into breakdancing as well. And, um, you know, and that's kind of how it was like growing up, but, you know, just kind of being, but Oxnard's fu- funny like that where, <laughs> yeah, like maybe not funny, but like Oxnard's just, you know, it's just one of those, like if you're not from Cali, if you're not from out here like that, you probably don't know, you know what I mean? And, and, Oxnard, we took, we'd be at the beach, you know what I'm saying, and, and other things as a kid, like my mom would drop us off like at 10 in the morning and pick us up like at 3 in the afternoon, like mm-hmm. that would happen during the summer, she would just leave us there, like, we'd like, leave us here, and I think the oldest kid probably was like 14, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'd just be at the beach all day, or or maybe we're at the beach for a couple hours, and then the next thing you know, we're home, and we're doing something else, because that's just like a Cali lifestyle, and then you also got hoods in Oxnard, so like you grow up with a gang, there's a gang uh, aspect to Oxnard that that is pretty, you know, kind of famous for now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you kind of grow up with all these things 
um, around, and I and I was around for all of it. Like I, I indulged in all of it. You know what I'm saying? And we were, we was around for all of that, man, and, and tagging and all this shit. So, and that's kind of like in a nutshell, like kind of like growing up in Oxnard was for me. You know what I mean? What was like your first introduction to the hip hop culture? Was it through tagging? Was it like a music video that you saw? Was it a song you heard on the radio? What was like your first memories like, of hip hop? The, the things that start that stand out for me, like the first memories of hip hop, the, the, the things that kind of like pop out to me in my mind, I was think I was like, maybe, a, I don't know, I think I might have been like a fourth grader or like somewhere in there at uh, elementary school. And I was walking down the hallway <laughs> and, and there, was a, there was a fucking tape, a tape on the ground. I picked up the tape and it was the Fat Boys. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what year it was or anything. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was like a brand new album or anything like that. You know, I don't know. And I, I still don't know to this day if what you know what year it was and if, whether it was new or old. But um I picked it up and I didn't even know who the Fat Boys were, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I gave it to my brother, like, yeah, here, like play this shit for me like I want to hear this shit and um, I don't know if he was even a fat boy fan but he knew who they were he's like yeah I know what this is like it's on trip like yeah, and I don't know what that tape even went to but that was like the first <laughs> time like really hearing it like okay oh alright and then um, and then like I said after that it was kind of like the homies um, you know uh, picking up my brother and, and, and like you know and my brother playing music and shit like that and we used to record like we used to do we used to fuck around and like record ourselves on tapes just talking and doing stupid stuff like that and like uh kind of like a little bit fast forward but um like my first re ever recording and uh we're like on tape you know what i'm saying because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing we, we just like oh like, yeah like we, we didn't know what we were doing dog and i'll, I'll just get into it man like because because it goes from the first memories but like when we first recorded I'll give you the story. Um, so, because this is like the origin of like first starting to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as recording and taking it serious, because um, we used to rap at like, fuck, let me, if we're going back, let me take it back then. <laughs> fucking my boy, <laughs> uh -huh. fucking sci fi, like, uh -huh. he had family in New York. He had family in New York, so he would come home with these tapes and he would. I wasn't thinking about rapping at all. Like I was just listening to hip hop and it was just, you just, you know, you just enjoying the music and the culture, but he was trying to rap and shit. Like he had these cousins in New York and he would come home with, he would come, uh, they would send him tapes and stuff, like about a mix of this shit that was going on in New York. And so I'd, I'd go hang out at his crib. Um, he'll play them for me and he'll start rapping and shit. Like, it'd be like, yo, spit a flow, a spit a flow, whatever. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, like rap like what do you mean you know what I mean and he kind of like kind of like I don't, I don't even say show me but he was kind of like okay you do like this you know what I'm saying rhyming words boom 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 and so we started freestyling together you know like from zero you know just freestyling to these tapes and uh how old were you Bus? how old were you I was in uh like in junior high to junior high to like freshman year in high school nice 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 uh yeah like junior high like eight, eighth grade and shit and nice. uh, yeah, it was really eight, like seventh summer, the summer of my seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. And so we started rhyming, and then we started rhyming at house parties because back then we was a lot of house parties. So we were rhyming at these house parties, and we we like to blow up the spot, man. You know, just try to get attention and just 
try to get the girls and shit, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we were about, man. And um, we started making a lot of noise just as like homies that come from these house parties and rap. But you know what's funny about that time, that time period was that we used to run into like, I remember running into like the loop pack uh, mm. at house parties, like, mm. you know, once or twice and like, and, and like never minding them. And mm. we, we was like, we was just like trying to, we were just kids rapping, but they Shots were actually- Shouts to the OGs. Like, Shouts to the OGs. Yeah, they were already like, kind of already doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were trying to rap. They, they were freestyle at the parties and shit because, you know, they didn't kind of didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to Red Zone fam too and, and everybody, but, but you know, just kind of going into that. But, um, and then we, we, we started connecting with my boy, my boy Hustle. He was, he was fucking trapping, you know what I'm saying? He, he was trapping. What up, Hustle? Um, yeah, what's up, huh? He, he was trapping in his apartment like fucking back then you know what I'm saying and uh and fucking he was like one day he just believed in us you know what I'm saying he just he, he was just a part of the culture too man he was like man fuck it why don't you guys why don't we record you guys I gotta give him credit because he, he was already thinking he was already thinking next level like yep. like that's all good what you guys are doing but like let's fucking record the shit and we're like oh like oh okay yeah like fuck it you know what I mean like we weren't even like it wasn't even a thing for us. We we just enjoyed doing what we were doing and um Hustle was like, Look, I don't know if he did like a prior fucking stake out or what the fuck he did. But one day we one, one day we go to his house, right? Yeah, because if I because now that I'm telling the story, I'm like, I think about it, like, wait a minute, how the fuck he, he kinda like staked it out. He, 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 he go to his house and he's like, Yo, guys, check it out. This fucking um I you know what? Now nah, I know. He was trying to get one of one his customers and shit to like go do this shit. <laughs> like go, basically, go steal a dual a dual tape cassette recorder, <laughs> like like tape A and tape B. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and he was trying to get one of his fucking cronies to go do that shit. <laughs> one of the goons. Wow. One of the goons. Yeah, one of the goons. <laughs> to do that shit, there was like no one was down to do it, and so what happened was he was like, look. At the end of the day, I'm trying to get this shit to record you guys. So why don't you guys go get it, right? And I'll pay you for it, right? But you guys, are, it's still gonna be, it's gonna be here with me. But it's kind of, kind of be like yours anyway. Like I'll just give you a, you know, fifty bucks or whatever, and like, but y'all could keep it here or whatever. But I'll pay you to go do it, and that way we have it here, like you know, it's like our studio or whatever. <laughs> He's like, yo, <laughs> you walk in to the left. <laughs> So yeah, he had it staked out right to the left. When you right when you walk in to the left, it's right there. Even like explain like, and they're not plugged in. They're not plugged in or anything. All you gotta do is grab it and take off. And there happened to be a Radio Shack like in the in the like shopping center nearest to those apartments, and uh, like with a wall, separated by a wall. And so we just jumped the wall. I, I walked in. We both went. Me and Sidebar both went, but. I fucking went in, seen it. We looked around. I told him, I think I might have told him just stand, you know, in a certain area. And I fucking grabbed it and we fucking ran and took off and I jumped the fence and fucking we made it back and got we got paid for it. Hustle gave us like 50 bucks or some shit. And then we started recording tape. And that's, you know, that's how it started, bro. Like that's how it all fucking came to And then from there, you know, you buy like a 12 track recorder and start understanding the process of actually really making music 
But uh, I still um, have a paper too from that from that uh from that time period. You know, I'm just yeah. nostalgic like that. I like to hang on to shit like that. But that's kind of how it all came about, dog. Like it, it's, it's such a crazy, such a crazy like uh, trip out how, how things all kind of worked out. I want to see, I want to give a shout to Sci-Fi. I want to give a shout to um, to Hustle and JDI, uh, the homies yeah, of Mike Glass who has embraced me through the years. It's like. If you're blessed, if, if your family was blessed, Bless also introduces you to his family. So I want to say thanks to the homies for embracing me like like a part of the team. Love y'all. Of course. Um, man. Of course. So Bless, all right, let's fast forward a little bit. You graduate high school. What's your, what's the plan in your head, and what actually happened? Like you're graduating high school. What's the plan in your head that you're about to do, and what actually ended up happening? So the thing the thing was like. This is what I told, what I used to tell people like that would ask me like, it doesn't really happen very often now, but it, it would happen before when like you could tell somebody's kind of like straddling the fence about uh, you know becoming a rapper or a musician or doing doing shit like this, you know pursuing, and uh, you know it's kind of like around like 16 or 17 is that when I made up my mind like I made a decision like a fucking like. I'm gonna fucking do this shit, and yep. ever since then, it just never. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a real decision. It wasn't like I just said this shit. Like I really <laughs> put myself in that position, so I never looked back from that. And so, you know, obviously, I think not obvious, but I guess like, you know, at that time, because you get you have like these, you know, there's so many ebbs and flows of music and ups and downs and shit like that that you kind of don't know when you when you get started. You know what I'm saying? And, and you have these big wins and big highs, and then you have these lows that, you know, where, you know, where you're trying to, you know, regather your shit and get get a budget and do things. But, but I think you know, you automatically think like, okay, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna pop off. Like, and I think even even then, like, I, even though it happens now, like, because people think they're gonna blow up overnight, I, I didn't, I never believed in that, but I did believe that I could do something in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I, I always believed in myself, so. Uh, I was out. Matter of fact, so I was actually going to join the military. Mm-hmm. For the world, I, my only, uh, my only, like, real goal with that was to travel the world. But like I said, my dad uh, was a retired Navy, but he didn't really like. He wasn't an influence on me like that. He just, it, you know, for like for, for for kids growing up like that, or whatever. Like, there's only so many options, bro. And I think a lot of cats enter, you know, join the military and shit like that because there's no other options. Or they don't feel like there's any other options, but they just want to get out of the situation that they're in or leave, you know what I'm saying? And I was doing it for those reasons as well, but but I was already rapping, uh, you know, that was already what I was doing. So I made the decision to fall back on that um, because I was about to leave. And sh- I, I went through the whole process, bro. I was about to bounce. And I decided not to because I thought about it, like, man, you know, uh, I started seeing the salary and shit like that. And I was already making good money at the time, like, had a good job and shit, you know, just what happened at that time, right? Like the timing was good. I was like, man, you don't send you to war, you get paid just as much as a motherfucker like over here. <laughs> That's doing nothing. He don't even work in his life. He's getting paid the same much as a soldier at war right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and I go, what is the real reason I want to do this shit? And the real reason was to travel. And so, you know, once I didn't do that, my main goal was to try to get out, get out of uh, the country with this music shit and see the fucking world, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what ended up eventually happening. Yep. Just, you know, it just took a longer, it was a, it was a longer route, it was a longer scenic route, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but it happened. It happened. 
So you, you know, were gonna, so you were gonna join the military. Then last minute, you're like, nah, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was last minute, bro. It was last minute, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we, I went through the whole process. And I was so, out of here. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do it. So before we lead up to the the release of your first album or your first project, I want you to explain to the to the people listening real quick. Is like, what's the importance of Santa Maria in your career? What's what's the importance of the community? What's the importance of the city in your career? And like, let, let's talk about that real quick before we get into your yeah. first album. No, I'm glad that you mentioned that because because you know me and and and, and I think this last year, <coughs> uh, people, the, we did the all uh, all the smoke show up there and it was in Santa Maria and everyone showed out and yeah uh, and I got I get crazy love out there and. And I think there was a lot of people there that didn't understand that, and, and uh, because Santa Maria and Lompoc, that whole area has always showed me love, like I'm local, like I'm like I've always from there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and uh, which is love, bro, but it's bad love, like and I love them dudes out there, and then everybody that shows love out there. And so what happened was, right up until that point, you, you remember I was saying about hustle and getting the, the tool dual tape recorder and all that, right? So we were starting making music with Hustle. Uh, you know, he was kind of like an engineer or whatever, and yeah. so he, he was making the music. And then he ended up leaving the Santa Maria. Yeah, same because mm-hmm. his family, his family situation, you know, got him to go to Santa Maria. Yeah. So when he was up there, I started going up there with him, and we were still yeah. making music. <clears throat> Not yep, making yep. music in Santa Maria. So I would drive up to Santa Maria or take the train or the bus and, and be out there and make music. I'll spend a weekend over there. Then I started, then I actually moved in. Uh, Hustle just said, fuck it, just move over here. I moved yeah. to Santa Maria early on and we were making music and like, when we got there, the, the shit that was like, kind of, I think at that time it was like still going on or was kind of like ending already was like Triple C and like Central Coast, or Central Coast Click and like some of the other, um, like I guess you would call it Latin rap, right? That, that Santa Maria was known is known for that, and yeah. um, those, those cats already had kind of blown up, and uh, we kind of were in the under. We kind of were just at hustle spot cooking up hip hop, cooking up boom bap shit, and no one really knew that. But you know, the scene at that time when we got there, when we were there for a while, was kind of dying out as far as like they weren't really making any noise out there, and like. We kind of brought in the built the boom bap and the hip hop to Santa Maria. We started doing an event called uh, uh, the we called it the Battleground. Yeah, and it was just like this free event. This is kind of like a long story because we I was there for a few years and we did a little shows here and there. But what really what really the relationship I think really kind of came full circle is when we started putting on our own big events. Or like mm-hmm. our own event in Santa Maria when we started really being looked at as like, damn, you know, these guys are creating a scene here for, for like boom bap and like, you know, underground hip hop. And we started cultivating that scene in Santa Maria early when when prior to us, it was it was more of like a rap scene, more of like mm-hmm. a, a Latin rap type scene. And so we were the ones that kind of brought the boom bap hip hop to, to Santa Maria and kind of pioneered it over there. So now, and we did the Battleground show, we would plug into the, like, we're doing some straight, like, I guess, New York shit, you know what I'm saying? And we plug in, uh, plug in, um, 
wires to the bathroom at the park. Yeah. We plug in all kind of extension cords. We run them all the way like to this other fucking hill, <laughs> and then like run speakers and a DJ system there. And shout out to DJ Greenleaf because you know at that time everyone was trying to charge us to go DJ there, and we were like, bro, this shit's for free. We're just doing it at the park, but none of the DJs wanted to do that shit. Like they're like, nah, we want to charge, we want to charge, and we like we didn't get it, but. And now I look back, they they probably didn't respect us, you know what I'm saying? Or they probably didn't know, you know what I mean? They didn't know us like that. So they weren't doing us any favors, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, I did a free, I was out of radio show in San Luis Obispo. And the DJ guest for that day, I was the rapper guest. It was a DJ guest. His name was DJ Greenleaf. And uh, he was like, he was there by himself and shit. And he was like, yo, what's up with you, man? And like, we just connected and we invited him to come DJ this shit. And Greenleaf started DJing that event for free when nobody wanted to and so it became me hustle and greenly really popping that off and we used to even go like spend 20 40 dollars for, for for like chicken and and just and have our homies that like to barbecue barbecue will give away free tricep and shit to the people and so that's really kind of like how that popped off but you know i don't think it was just that event it, it was it was like everything that we had done up to that point and, and then for cats that don't know, like Hustle also later in the later years, Hustle had a a, a TV show out there, like a what do you call it? Like a, a local closed caption TV show or whatever. Uh-huh. Kinda like kinda like how kinda like how D Tragic used to have eight oh five hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Oxford, in Ventura County. Hustle yeah. started that over there. And he used yeah. to be on the show with DJ Greenleaf and shit. So there's a lot of things like that that happened through the years that we did in Santa Maria and that really that really um like made the roots like strong yeah that really established our roots out there man hell yeah to this day that that love out there is real bro that that's what it's all about like not everybody knows you know what I'm saying we didn't just show up there one day and it just popped off like that like it's really because we have our roots out there you know what I'm saying so now I, I, I could rock in uh Santa Maria like home and I can rock Lompoc and, and Oxnard like home you know what I mean and that we, we connected it we were the we were the ones trying to connect that whole uh, section early you know what I'm saying um, um, and shout I out wanna, to somebody doing the job you know no doubt I want to give a shout out to Santa Maria thank you for showing me love I want to give a shout out to Jesse and Central Coast Beat Social there's a new generation yeah. and a new wave of MCs connect the coast just a bunch, there. Yeah, there's a new wave of producers coming out of Santa Maria, and I was really humbled. I really felt welcomed. But they showed me a lot of love when they went out there. Thank you guys. If you guys are tuning in, I believe in you guys. Oxnard's rooting for you. I'm rooting for you guys. I think there's so many, so much talent coming out of Santa Maria, and they love Mike Bless. I mean, when I got there, that was when I say Oxnard, the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh my God, I love Mike Bless. I had like maybe seven, eight of those people coming up to me. You're from the Ox? Oh my God, I love Mike Bless. <laughs> oh, shout out to those guys, man. Like, shout, yeah, shout out to, to the, that, that's why when I did shit, when I did my, um, you know, the show up there, that's why I wanted to bring out, you know, certain cats like Central Coast Beat Social uh, because, you know, they're, they're the ones that are kind of like, I, I kind of like keeping it alive. Art, keeping this shit alive, yeah, exactly. they're, they're the ones that keep this shit moving. They're the veins. Hell yeah. They're, they're the blood that pumps that pumps it. You know what I'm saying? From they're, from the underground. You know what I mean? And that means a lot to me. And and then um, 
you know, uh, some of the, uh, and then like when we did the all, all the smoke and all those guys, like, uh, you know, I remember some of them guys, those younger dudes, you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody's doing it like, so now, you know, a lot of those, uh, those artists are bigger artists and, and everyone's doing their thing, man. And so shout out to everybody out there doing their thing. And it's a fucking beautiful thing now to see it all, how, how it's come now and the artists that are coming out of there, you know? Nice, nice. Yo, man, shout out to Jesse, dude. Thank you for keeping it alive out there. And um, all right, so Bless, what what memories come to your mind making the first album? What was your first album called? And what, what are the memories that come to your mind when you, when you look making the first album? Uh, it was called The Legacy. And the reason we called it that, I think I, I, think I named it. Uh -huh. We released it in 2004. But I had a lot, some uh -huh. of those songs a, a couple years prior to that. Okay, cool, cool. Dope. But um, the, we called, I called it The Legacy because at the time, my my thoughts about myself in music was like, I want to create a legacy. I want to create something that's longstanding. I want to be a legend. I want to, I want to. So I wanna what, what are the. So. <laughs> The, the main thing that came to my mind when you asked that because I don't think no one's ever asked that when uh, the main thing that comes to my yeah. mind is um, how it was recorded because back then we were still really fucking like analog as fuck like we were dinosaurs we didn't know how to do the shit so we used to we couldn't program the beat we couldn't program anything so so I would have to do the whole song in one take we didn't, we didn't do no punches you know what I mean yeah no the whole song one take MDZ so, one take Bleezy the, the whole, whole joint record, bro. yeah if you listen to the legacy the, the, the single for that album there's a few other ones but that's the more known one that song is one take and we used to have, I used to have to do another take because I used to be like, well, when you got to the hook, you got too hyped. So like the song would start out like chill. And then by the end of the song, I'm super hyped. And he's like, yo, you gotta stay, you gotta stay at a level the whole record because it's going to sound weird. Right. Going from this level and at the end, you're like super rocking, like, <laughs> like relax. Like you got to fucking go through the whole record at a single pace. And so, and actually, that ended up being like uh, one of the reasons I was I started getting good at doing live shows because I used to know the songs because I used to fucking have to do them all the way through. Yeah, so that, that's really what what doing my first album kind of reminded me of. But um, and other than that, it's just that that time period of like the process of making an album, the process of making the artwork, the process of uh, going and buying the, you know, basically, basically we're operating like an independent label and we don't even really know it. You know what I'm saying? We're just kind of like, oh, we're going to do this shit ourselves. And that was kind of like our attitude from the beginning, you know, because there's always like, like you said, the under, the underdog attitude, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody is really looking out for you. And, and even to this day, dog, that, that's just like, that's just like how you got to operate. You know what I'm saying? The, the, a lot of times the love isn't reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? Even though you might think it is, it's not. Feel me, and so we just I did a lot of shit ourselves, and that was kind of the beginning of 
you know, <laughs> how, 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 how it is. And, and this yeah. is now, you know, because we didn't, we yeah. didn't know how to do it. We're, we're, we're on the job. Word up. Yeah. Yeah, Oxnard had to really get it out. Like, nobody had this, nothing. Um, so, I know that you have opened up for a lot of artists. You know, me and my blast man, like, we've done so many shows with so many people. And, uh, Give me top three legendary shows you did open up for. Like top three that you won't forget. And I'll give you mine after this. You know, what's yours? Oh, top three opening shows? Yeah, that, that you share the stages with with some legendary acts. What would be your top three? Um Okay. So I'm gonna try to okay, because <laughs> when I <laughs> I was on tour with the beat nuts, right? So that <laughs> that, that, that like that first three in there total yeah. automatically but i'll yeah, just yeah. say I'll, I'll just pick one and then i'll pick another one from another place okay so yeah. so let's say um there was a show okay so i'll start with this one and there's actually footage of this online so you can see this shit like uh, you can see a clip of it um we did so i did a tour with the beat nuts right okay so it was like 16 shows or something something crazy like that this was the last show on the tour it was in madrid madrid spain and, uh, you know, it was a lot of hype on that show. The show sold out. It was sold out. Um, capacity, it was, like a, it was like a theater size. You know what I'm saying? Probably, probably yeah, like theater size. It was a big boy show. You know, it was a big one. It was on the floor. <laughs> it was a big boy show. It was a big boy show. You know what I mean? That's how I got to explain it. It's not one of the small boy shows. It's a big boy show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, big boy show, bro. Go, go. There's not a lot of them going around. Oh, so, so we came out, and I fucking came out, and, and, and rocked that bitch, bro. It was a nice show on the tour, you know what I mean? And uh, so, how uh, epic was that? Was that, you know what I mean? And you could see yeah. it, you could see it online, you know, somewhere up on the YouTube. We'll be your next. And then, uh, the next one, um, you said just shows in general. Yeah, like I would say, like the top okay. three artists that you you opened up this, you opened up for, oh, or, no, or share, or shared, opened up for, opened up for, okay. or share the stage with, you know, like yeah, like yeah. top three. Uh, you know, if I'm talking about opening shows because I gotta mention that all the smoke show in Santa Maria recently, that shit was live as fuck. Like, yeah, recently, and and, and I, they showed out for me that day. Like, yeah. bro. Fucking epic, yeah. So I, I would mention Sam Maria, but if you're talking about opening shows, one of the uh, one of the shows that comes to my mind that I've spoke on before was opening up for um, uh, Digi- uh, Digital Underground. Ooh, where, where was this? Barbara, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. When, what, what year was this, Wes? 2010, I think. Mm, it was nice. 2008, like maybe 2008, maybe. Somewhere in there, somewhere in there, eight, eight or ten. Because because when because when um when um when homie died, I like rest in peace. I had to fucking go back and like remember like what date, what what year was that? What what do I have from that show? Because it was so memorable to me. Wow, rest in peace. I'm to think back. Yeah, shock cheeks. Because uh, like I I came out right and like we 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 rocked it, dog. Like no doubt. And like I thought we murdered this shit, right? In my mind. Uh and then they came out and like just took that shit to outer space, bro. Like, I, I thought I took it out of the out of the earth. They took that I thought I thought I took it up 
I thought I turned it up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They took it to outer space. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we had rocking, but I'll never forget that because we were kicking it and, and like just watching them perform. And you know what I mean? It was just one of those memorable fucking memorable nights, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that one always sticks out to me. Um, you know, the care we did KRS one. That one sticks out. Oh, you know which one actually, actually, which is kind of like, and I'm just kind of rattling it off my head. I'm trying to think, but we did a show opening up for Little Kim. What? Where? Uh, yeah, out of all people, like in San Luis Obispo. No shit. And, what were you? Yeah, that, that was actually like surprisingly very fucking dope show, man. Like I, I don't know, like I think you know, there's just this conception about you know. I don't know because it's little thin. I don't know, bro. But she fucking murdered this shit. We came out, we murdered it. Like it was just a fucking memorable night, man. And ever since then, I just had this this different outlook about Little Kim and uh, and all that shit. Just because watching her perform and being a part of that show, it just kind of gave me a new respect for her because I hadn't known it. You didn't see it, so you don't kind of know until you fucking see it and you're there. You're like, oh, okay. Like, damn, yeah, she's the queen bee for a reason, for real. <laughs> Seriously. So, Bless, um, let's talk about your time in Europe. I know you've done, like, maybe three, like, you've done, like, three runs in Europe already, right? Like, three tours yeah. out there. Um, yeah. Out of all the tours that you did, like, which one was the most memorable, if you had to pick? Is it the first time, second time, or third time around? I mean, it has to be, it has to be the Beat Nuts World Tour. Yeah. Because we, we was, you know, it was kind of like your everything that I had done from everything I had told you on this interview kind of culminated to that moment. You know yeah. I mean? it, it all kind of transpired to that fucking pinnacle and, 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 and to be out there and I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's not like an opportunity that you're not ready for. Like, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to rock this shit. So I showed out. You know what I mean? Like, like you get the call. You get the call to go to the league. Saying, you better be ready, you know what I'm saying? You get the call up to the UFC, you know what I'm saying? You ready to go. Yeah. So that's kind of like how it was, you know what I mean? And we, we was ready, dog. All that shit kind of culminated to that moment. And so, and so, you know, rocking every night and shit like that. And, and uh, you know, and, and, I, and probably the other thing would probably be the first trip because that was our first time ever in Europe. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like the training, the training wheels to get to the point where we got to the tour so we not we knew how to operate we know how to move we know how to fucking maneuver out there you know what i'm saying and we kind of learned on, we learned on our own fucking dime and our own process just because we were you know we we're hungry to be out there and, and representing you know now out of all the artists you've worked with i know you've worked with like some big name artists uh who what was like some of your memorable sessions as far as like recording sessions with the artists like what are some of the stories you got like you know just just times you'll never forget like wow i can't believe i made a song with this cat you know like yeah i mean now nowadays it's hard to get the sessions in like that i'd be honest um yeah there's a lot of people are just sending them in but um you know one of the ones had to be Razcast, bro because because he's like you know he's one of the top 50 MCs of all time. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, so like, if you fucking on a record, like if you on a record with him and you're holding your own, then 
shit, that's legendary shit. You know what I mean? Because somebody like Razkaz is like, like I said, top 50 MCs of all time considered in, in most people's books. So, you know, you got to respect that shit. And, uh, and we were able to make a, a joint that live on forever, bro. And it's not, um, I was, I was proud of that joint when we made it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's pay homage and it was just, it was really kind of, kind of like really represented what, what it was supposed to dog. Like, so I'm really proud of that song specifically. Um, nice. like other than that, like Chino Excel, he bodied his shit though. Like <laughs> I, had, I asked him for like, he, he asked him for 16. He sent me 32 bars or something uh-huh. like that. And so, like, he just bodied the shit. So, like, yo, peace. <laughs> Shout out to Chino. <laughs> so, Shout out to Chino I mean? XL. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I always love when I see him and everything. So, um, you know, those, those were, like, the first two that kind of, like, set it off or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then also being on a track with Planet Asia. Kind of, like, the same vibe. Because those guys are pillars of lyricism and hip-hop. I mean, those three guys alone, like, that's, that's like, fuck, come on. I mean, how, how many other cats can you put up there? There's only a, a few select hand, hand, a handful of, of, of real top tier lyricists like that. So, you know, and that's kind of why I, I was trying to do records with those guys. You know what I mean? Because because you want to see where you're at. You want, you know, you believe. I believe I can, I can fucking hold my ground and I can, and I can spit those bars with the top cats. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm from, I'm from where I'm from in Oxnard, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm a ghetto kid too. We out here doing what the fuck we gotta do, but but I could fit, you know what I mean? And and uh, that was just kind of like me, kind of wanting wanting to be out there and showing what I could do next to you know hip hop elite and, and the top tier lyricists, you know what I mean? And um, so that's why I kind of did that on um, the my album, um, the Immortal Auditory. But you know, other than that, some sessions we used to do like when we used to record in Hustle Studio in Santa Maria when he had his he had a few studios out there we should just have crazy ass sessions, you know what I'm saying? And I just remember like, I remember like wanting to record before I got drunk and shit. Like, cause we'd be drinking and then we're like, oh, we got to record these verses before like I take another shot of this shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then having to record the next day, like, all right, dog, like, the verse was tight, but the way, like, nah, you was drinking too much, dog, like, you got to run that back. <laughs> So like just uh-huh. like that, and, and those are the those are kind of like the studio sessions I kind of miss sometimes because we don't <laughs> a professional, you know what I mean? Like I, I go to studio with a purpose and record, but back in back when we was recording, uh, sometimes we'd just be hanging out, and then we would come up with strong songs on the spot, on location, just kicking it, you know what I mean? Like talking how we're talking, having some beers, chilling, and with people over, and then we just playing beats, and then. One thing leads to another, and we got songs. We do like two or three songs. Like those are the type of sessions that I kind of miss these days. Because nowadays, we, you know, we get down to business. And Amen. Yeah, you know. So. Amen. <laughs> um, bless. I know that the catalog is deep. You know, what I'm saying there's a lot of albums in the catalog. My personal favorite is Audio Box. When around that time that album was dropping, I was I was around Mike Bless a lot. We were we were on the road together. We were. Uh, you know, just we were hanging out and we were on the road together promoting a lot around that yeah, time. Yeah, I remember. So, I, I think I was up <laughs> in San Diego when I was on that too. Audio Vox is a personal favorite to me because I was around there during the making and also when he was filming yeah. the music videos. 
I was I was behind the scenes for a lot of this album. Um, right. What what's your top two? I would say what's like the top two definite Mike Glass albums that that the fans got to hear. Like to describe Mike Glass, y'all got to hear this shit. Like for yeah. example, you know what I'm saying? For me, it'll probably be Act Two or Shadows Three or something. Oh, but but what's yours? What's your top two? Um, audio, audio box for sure, bro. Yeah, audio, know, I was gonna say audio yeah. box number one. That's number one. Like, yeah, I gotta mention too, like that Woo! that that album was like in a couple people's top ten albums for that year, bro. Yep. Like, that shit made it to that level. Like it was the top ten album for like it got on a few people's list. So yep. like, and I'm proud of that shit. You know what I mean? And so that that Probably definitely crazy. Yeah, yeah, because. I finally got to get. I finally was able to put together the album that I wanted to with top production, top engineering. DJ Rome. That's that's the album that I got with DJ Rome's on. Like when he started doing my recording and engineering. So like that was like, I finally was able to match my production level with the skill level. And it took me like two years to put that album together. Um, but uh, damn, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that shit because that 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 definitely is a standout joint. Yeah. Uh, and and then, and if, I mean, I, I would say one of the other ones, but but I but I have to say uh, it have to be the first album because because then you see like the AudioVox could could almost be like the legacy, you know, part two in a way. Like you know, it's kind of like showing where I started and what I wanted to do to where I I was actually able to do it with AudioVox. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I finally was able to reach the level, all the levels combined at the same time and made audio box. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like, oh, build a house, but they give you fucking a couple of nails and a couple of boards of wood, and you're like, all right, well, I'll build a fucking dog house. Like, cool. No doubt. But then, but then you finally get a whole construction company. They're like, all right, build a house now. And I'm like, all right, here's audio box. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of like, the way I could explain it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. Immortal Auditory is dope. Um, yeah. I think also before we get into the new album, um, so let, let's get to the God. When is God dropping? So the new album is called To the End. Right. The God is the single. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but that's just cool. That was crazy how we've been talking about all this shit about the history, right? Right, and that's exactly why I called it to the end, because because it's hip hop for life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you get to a certain point, right? Like a point where I, where I was at, like maybe you know during COVID or whatever, and you start to think like, man, you know, like you know, there's ebbs, like I said, ebbs and flows in hip hop, man, and 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 you start to like think, okay, you know, do I want to, you know, do I want to keep rocking with it or you know what i want to do and you can't be one foot in one foot out you know what i'm saying and uh i really had to make make those make a decision in my mind like yo you know what, what i want to do and i'm just inspired man and there's certain things that have happened um i'll just i'll just speak on it man like um like i got covid and shit i was hospitalized for a week and uh you know it really put things back in perspective you know what i'm saying and uh really kind of reinvigorated you know what I wanted to do as far as like you know put 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 out the work man and and, and, and uh 
go for it and really put 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 it down again, put the flag down, like like I have been doing and shit, and really step into step into my fucking uh, my new my my role in Alcantar, my role in, in 805 hip hop. Period. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of cats try to deny it for the years, whatever, but like it's inevitable now. You know what I mean? So that's why I called it to the to the end. No doubt, the end, no doubt. Like, you know, forever. You know, so that that's kind of the whole meaning behind mm-hmm. it, and it's a personal album. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about like you know, uh, uh, more personal stories and come up, coming up, and kind of like our conversation. You know what I'm saying? But in rap right. form. So, ladies and gents, this is where I come in. This is where MDZ gotta come in. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I I definitely have been hearing about Mike Blast since I was in college, and um. I, I think I met him around 2008, around 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. And I remember D Tragic booking me and Mike Blast for the same show one night, right? So one night, <laughs> D Tragic books me and Mike Blast for a show. So D Tragic schedules a, re- a rehearsal time for his uh, for his show. So he wanted us to go to his house. He wanted us to go to the set. And this is the first time I meet Mike Blast. Mike Blast comes in with he comes in with hustle, and they just start for, <laughs> they just start rapping and freestyling on the spot, fearless. Like, like I met Mike Blast rapping, like not even say what's up to me. He didn't say what's up. To me. He came in there just start rhyming, and I was like crazy. And um, <laughs> I don't even remember. I, and from from there, me and Mike Blast kept in touch. He said, "I go." I go, yo, man, I live in Orange County right now, but let's keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. And then I moved to San Diego around 2000. I moved to San Diego. And I see Mike Glass doing the same amount of shows as I am. At the time, in 2010, guys, like, I was I was doing it nonstop. And I didn't see really anyone doing it as much as I was doing it, but Mike Glass. So... <laughs> when I see a rapper that's working a, <laughs> when I see when I see a rapper working as hard as me he stands out He's, he just stands out so I remember personally calling Mike Bless I had to I had to give it up I, I, ha- I had to call I go yo Mike Bless this is Marlon man. I met you once in D-Tragic I was like I don't know who you I don't know who you're working with I don't know what's going on but how the fuck are you doing what you're doing? I said that to him, like, like how I remember you, that. I re- like, how are you doing what you're doing? Because me being a hard worker, I needed to learn some more. I, I was, I'm always open to learning. And I remember Mike Bless telling me, <laughs> Mike Bless going, Mike Bless goes, you know what? I just, I just work hard. Bro. I just work hard. That's what it is. I just, I just put it down. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to take it further. So we, we hung up. So maybe a month, Mike Bless calls me drunk. Mike Bless calls me drunk about a month later. This is 2010. Mike Bless goes, Mike Bless. Nobody's doing what I'm fucking doing, all right? Remember that. Ain't nobody doing it like I'm doing it. And I'm like, no doubt. And then from there, in order to kind of like get into the groove of Bless, you just kind of sit back and watch. I just watched him. I just I just watched how he did it. I just... And like, and I kept winning. 
And then from there, we started keeping in touch. And next thing you know, we were doing shows together and the friendship became, became it grew. And like, I learned so much from the homie, man. Um, <laughs> Mike Bless. Oh, oh and by the way. Speak on it too. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to speak on it because if telling stories, <laughs> I'm like, yo. So, go ahead. When, okay, so this is my first introduction to, um, to y'all. I want to say y'all because... I, I used to have like this fucking winter job. Like <laughs> I used to. I'm... Yo, 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 best. All right, you good? You guys can keep going. Yeah. So check it. So I was working a winter job, right? So like, <laughs> like it's just a testament to like what you're saying. I was hustling, bro. Like I was working like mad jobs and shit like that, right? And so, uh, one of the guys I was working with, you know, we started talking or whatever. One thing kind of led to another thing. And then he, he fucking like, yo, you rap or whatever. Like, I make music too or whatever. He hands me a CD. <laughs> and it's the fucking Salty Peanuts fucking CD. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. It's fucking like five or something, six Filipinos on a record. All Filipinos rap is spitting. And I, I, I love that CD, bro. I, I used to rock that shit crazy. And, and um, like, it was so fucking raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, raw, <laughs> it's raw in the rap, but also raw in the quality. Yeah. But, like, that was all right, though, because listen to my origin story. You know what I'm saying? I came from the same shit, so I understood it. Like, these cats are using whatever the fuck they got to make the, to put this recording on CD. But, but I appreciated that shit. And I actually, like, I, it was like I found a gem. Like, if I, it was kind of like I found something, like, a rare fucking artifact. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, hell yeah. All Filipinos. And like I said, I, I grew up, uh, uh, you know, on a, I had Filipino homies growing up. You know what I'm saying? I resonated with the shit, bro. And it was just one of those things. And so when I met you, um, and I heard you rapping, I, it, I remember, I recognized your voice. Because, because the Salty Peas, like, everybody kind of had a distinct voice. Like, <laughs> you got an album. And I remember that. Like, everyone kind of sounded different. Like, oh, that guy, that guy was your voice, you know what I mean? And so, that's my introduction to Marlon. So, oh a lot God. of people don't understand that, like, how far back you go in this hip-hop thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm. As far as 805 is concerned, and... And that's why I wanted to give you your flowers. You know what I'm uh, saying? Because, thanks, man. like I said, the love ain't reciprocated all the time, dog. But you cannot take away the history. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. <laughs> Thank you, bless. Period. And and you know, you know, there's there's about a handful of people in my life that still remember salty peanuts and and reminds me of salty peanuts and and lets me know where they heard me from first. So that means a lot. Um. Doubt, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's my beginning. So, yeah. so let me ask for my upcoming artists out there, for, uh, for those who are trying to get into the music industry, especially those in your early twenties, like what is some of the advice you can give them trying to get into the industry? Say it again. My, it kind of break, it's breaking up. I don't know what's going on. Yo, can you hear me? It's a little loud where you're at. I hear you. Thank you for the question. What, what's your advice for like the upcoming artists out there trying to get in this game? You know, I know we, we've 
we've put in some decades into this. Like, what are some of the things they can expect from this music industry, especially in 2021? question because I'm glad you didn't question it a different way you know what I mean because you have to be saying it's other shit but like what could you expect expect the unexpected and expect no fucking <laughs> love you know what I mean? like I said the love ain't reciprocated cats ain't out here trying to like help you out you know what I'm saying like that's a fact there, there will be those cats that come around and actually got love for you and actually are gonna and actually are friends in the business yeah. in the game. You know what I'm saying like I have a few that I can mention that I consider homies in the game. You know what I'm saying, but the majority of the time, you know, it's like uh, you know, cats is just trying to look out for their best interests, or you know, and the love isn't reciprocated necessarily. So you know, but sometimes you gotta operate with you know with just. What's moving forward You know Fuck it You know what I mean Like it is what it is I'm gonna show love regardless But sometimes You gotta fucking fall back To humble And really just be like Yo it is what it is And, and, and I think A lot of people Don't like that uh, uh, Don't like when you when, when you go against the grain And you disrupt The process you Disrupt the, <laughs> the, the moment You know what I mean and uh, when you do that, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you got to be out here. You got to do it. You know what I mean? And that's sometimes that's necessary because you're going to reach a certain level where, yeah. hey, I'm out here doing it. So um, I, I would say that. So just be careful for the pitfalls and just don't trust it. Just don't trust everybody. I don't want, don't want, but just be, just be aware. You know what I mean? Not everyone's yeah. out here uh, now, you know? And to all those tuning in, ladies and gents, especially the younger generation, if, if you're listening to Marlon D, if you're listening to MD Pod, um, I'm going to keep it as simple as this. Uh, you want to stay in this music business? You want to stay in this music industry? Uh, there's, no, there's no other way around it but hard work. There's... But, but by paying dudes you can't skip that you can't skip the process if you skip the process guess what it's gonna show so that's what makes solid artists those who built this shit from the ground up from the grassroots those that hone their skills and hone their stage their stage show like it takes years to hone this it takes years to uh, to really build your voice and build a show and, and have a good show so like there's no other way around it but hard work can't skip yeah. it, man. I, That's all. I get asked every so often. I get asked every so often. I'd be like, yo, there is no secret sauce. There's yes. no secret sauce how I you fucking know. went around the world. You know what I did? I bought yep. a ticket up but and I went. That's mm. what I did. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. You know what I mean? There's no secret sauce that's just gonna like get you up out of there. Like you gotta put the work in, period. That's a fact, bro. Word Amen. Up. And let me ask you this. Um and ladies and gents, one of the things that stand out about Mike Bless is like the constant dropping of music videos. I think he's very consistent with that too. And um, what's what's the importance of the music video in 2021? I mean, it's everything. You mm. can't you can't drop a. Uh, I mean, you could drop an audio single, but it's really like people need to see it. It's mm. everything visual. I I think you mm. know, in my opinion, like you know. The way people consume shit now, it's like, I, like, would you rather? Like, I listen to music when I listen to audio music. I'm not even because I, I don't want to look at anything. Because I'm mm. like driving, I'm listening to like Pandora or some shit, or Spotify. 
but like you need, you know, the video, the visual is just—it's all constant, right? Everybody wants to—you gotta have content, you gotta have something out there. People want to see you, people want to see Hell Rock. I just feel like it's important to have both. You know what I'm so, if you have a single, um, I still believe in pushing a single. You know, uh, uh, you know, one joint that that's a standout joint, but 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 if you're gonna do it, you know, make sure you do a video. You know what I'm saying? Put, put yeah. a video behind it and, and uh, put a little bit of more juice on it, you know what I mean? Put more salt on it and uh, put it out right, you know what I mean? Bless, with everything you've learned in the industry, with everything you've learned from the from the grassroots, everything, everything you've been through, man, like, uh, would you, would you choose the indie route or would you still sign to a major if it came down to it? Or would you, would well, I mean, you choose? I never, well, I've never been signed to a major, but I, I'll tell you what, like, I love the fact that I can just, like, drop a record tonight if I want. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we're putting it out tonight. Fuck y'all. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like, I, there's no hesitation on that. Like, there's no, I don't have to ask nobody nothing. Like, I'm just like, whatever, I'll operate. You know, just try to be strategic and and I'm still trying to, like, find the right timing to do certain things. And I'm still trying to be con- conscious of everything that I'm trying to do mm-hmm. with a purpose. You know what I mean? That's all. Um... For all those who went through the pandemic, how did you man- how did you maneuver when they canceled all the shows? That that dark period of time where all of our shows got canceled. What did you do to to to, uh, to take up your time? I put out two albums. Amen. So, amen. Yeah, I put out an EP and then I put out an old album, like not an old album, but like I don't want to say old, but it's an album I recorded in uh, Germany and uh, it it just never got released because we, you know, to be honest. Me and Hustle couldn't agree on certain things, and we wanted to get the masters like for it and all this shit, but we couldn't figure it all out and get it out during that time period in 2008. So I held on to it. You know what I mean? It was an album I did in Germany with one producer, and it was a period in time, and it's a dope ass album. And I finally, during the pandemic, I released an EP, and then I released that for the first time with a special, like limited edition cover that my boy Vansa drew the whole cover. And I put it on vinyl, so I finally got that. Fi- that album finally got to see the light of day, and I was proud of that. But yeah, I just stay busy, you know, recording and writing and shit. And then here we are with I got another album. You know, so just stay busy with the shit that you can't control, you know, like writing, making music, things like that. Nice. I want so I, I usually ask all my guests like a trivia uh, before we end the interview. But uh, before we get into that, man, like I know there's been some changes too, like. How has fatherhood changed your life in any way or your songwriting or your content matter? How has fatherhood like affected that? I don't think it's changed necessarily my writing or, or anything like that. Because as you mature, I think it gets to a certain point anyway. Mm-hmm. But it affected how, how I operate, how I move mm-hmm. in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I slowed it down as far as like, well, I not like I slowed it down. I just don't do anything that's a necessary. Like, I don't mm. go do shit for no reason. Like, I do less of that. Like, I don't just mm. go to go do shit. Like, everything mm. has a purpose. And every I, I move with intent, you know, mm. because, you know, because I got the, I got two kids, you know what I'm saying? So I move with intent. I move with purpose. It's not reckless anymore. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? So, and, and actually, it, it kind of, it, 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 it ups my music mm. because... Because I'm not out there doing shit. I'm not wasting time anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Um, I'm, 
before I had time to waste, like time to kill, like you have other shit to do. Now time is, you know, with kids, it's time is sensitive, it's valuable, more valuable. Uh, let's talk about the value of time. Let's talk about the concept of time and hip hop. Um, a lot of rappers died these past couple years, man, through health issues or violence. Like just these last couple years alone, what what hip hop death affected you? Because I'm gonna tell you mine. Mine was DMX. I took that to the heart. Like when DMX died, I was I was bummed out. But what was like some of the effect? Like what 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 fucked you up? There's a lot of MCs who died this, this year, dog. Couple years now. What fu- which uh, one fucked you up? I know it's so many, man. Like, I'm trying to, like, really think about it. Because I think, like, you just process shit differently, like, because it just becomes so fucking, like, it started becoming, like, common, right? Mm. But, uh, no, like, definitely DMX, but... Yeah, DMX is big. I, I, fu- I was fucked up on that one. Damn, I can't even think right now. Like, you got a name from off, like... All right, Nipsey, Pop Smoke... Uh, Marky D, um, uh, shit. I mean, uh, you know, Nipsey, MF Doom, like, MF Doom, Nipsey, MF Doom died. Crazy. Like I wasn't a like a like I I, I was into Nipsey shit. Like I wasn't like I was into Nipsey shit, man. But you know, it, it was just it was just it was just like MF Doom was a big one. Like a trip watching how it all went down. Like yeah. man, like how that even popped off, bro. Like yeah, it's just. Incredible like how that shit popped off so like that's definitely impact you can't be from the west coast and not say that it shit didn't impact you no you know no no you know what you know what it, it wasn't even a, you know I, let me just say that first recipe snippy man like let me not disrespect that because you can't be from the west coast without having that impact rest in real. peace Nipsey, rest in peace man morning. but you know what you know what that just reminded me uh, the one that impacted me was kobe yeah, you're right. Kobe was a, a huge loss. Not necessarily a rapper, but it was still a huge loss. Not a rapper, loss. but yeah, it was Kobe, bro, because when that happened, it was a Sunday, and I, I was watching, I was chilling at the crib, I was by myself, and fucking, um, I think I was even having some beers that day, bro. So, like, I I was watching the, the news probably for, like, two hours straight, bro. Two hours straight, just watching news over and over and over and over again. I put my jersey on. I was watching the news over and over and over. Then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to the bar right now. Fuck it. And then I walked out. I walked out to go to the bar. I was going to call. I was going to call Uber. Go to the bar. And then I fucking caught myself. Like, I had a dad moment. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, what do you think about it? What do you do differently as a dad? I had a fucking dad moment. And I was like, nah, bless. Fall back. You're going to go to the bar right now by yourself. To go get fucked up when you're emotional and you're gonna go kick it with some fools that you might not even be Kobe fam. You're gonna roll but your jersey he just died like ten minutes like like not gonna but like that day like like I don't even know if people are gonna be there really mourning it. Like people are still getting the new processing the shit. Now I was gonna pull up and just like have a moment at the wall like now nah, I'll fall back and I walk back inside my house and um I just had to have my moment for myself, you know what I'm saying? And <coughs> yep. that shit impacted me, bro. Like the Kobe shit, yo, fucked me up. I remember that Monday, everybody had to go to work. That that yeah. following Monday, we had we had to go to work like it was nothing. And I remember that day dragging really slow. And uh, yeah, man. So rest in peace to Nipsey. Rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to Dmx. 
Rest in peace to all our heroes, man. Um, I met DMX too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Get a show. I opened up for before too. Oh, for X? Yeah. Where Where was this at? San Luis, like San Luis Obispo, like farther out, like at a festival. Wow. Yeah, got the DMX. And that, no, but like I was a I was a big fan of DMX too. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I think I think. Um, Know, just impacting me differently as an adult. You know what I'm saying? That's think um, because we grew up with him already, and as an adult, you kind of just go, kind of grow into certain things, situations. But um, yeah, yeah. No all, all of it's fucked up. But I think some of it's kind of desensitizing in a way, man. I'll be honest. Like some oh, of this shit, like with all the social media and like everything happening online, like visually, like I think a lot of. Um, a lot of people get desensitized to a lot of shit, you know. It's like you just keep scrolling, like you see something, you just keep scrolling. Like, oh yeah, you just see you're able, you have access to all this bullshit every day, man. And so, you know what I mean? And yeah, bro, it's just crazy. No doubt. So yeah, b- before we get off, I always ask my guests, especially my hip hop heads, like a trivia. So, like, which one they prefer as far as like MCs, you know? All right, let's yeah. take it. Let's take it back to the East Coast first. All right, Rock Kim or Daddy Kane? Raw. Rock Kim. I mean, listen to the way I listen to some of my records. Sound like fucking. Sound like his son. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, um, I, he's definitely. I'm definitely a pupil of the R. Yeah. Man, straight up. All right, Rock Kim or KRS? Uh, why you gotta do that? Why you gotta use the same one? I just big them up. Oh, well, you know, but, um, we got we gotta put them up no, against like, KRS. No, but um, I have to go now. I have to just jump to KRS because <laughs> yes. KRS KRS was like, wow, I, I've opened up for the Blast Master. You know what I'm saying? I've opened up for him and everything too. And that's another story in itself. I have I have stories about that, but about how that went down. But mm-hmm. but um, the Blast Master man, like. I, I could say like I learned a lot from him just by watching. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you want to know what it, want to know how to rock, want to know how to rap, want to know how to fucking do this this MC shit. All you gotta do is look at Blastmaster KRS One the T-shirt. Yo, uh, KRS or LL? Uh, I still gotta stick with KRS, but Good. but I gotta say. Um, uh, when I was young, like when I was coming up, I really fuck with LL Heavy, man. Like, like when he bodied cannabis, like all that. Like, not the nothing against cannabis because cannabis came with the heat. And he was just outmatched on that one. You know what I'm saying? He just LL had been around the game for too long to think that you was gonna come in and body him like that. It wasn't gonna happen, but. But um, I'm a big fan of LL too. His early work, even even his even his uh, you know, saying some of his uh, his more like radio friendly shit, like it's all dope, man. Um, so oh, I think he's working on an album now. So hopefully that he brings back some of that fucking uh, Mama said knock you out vibe. You know what I'm saying? So, but I gotta Yo, go KRS. You know? But yeah, no doubt. Tribe or De La Soul? Tribe all day. Midnight Woo-hoo! Marauders. Yeah, that- all right. Yeah. Uh, DMX or uh, DMX or Buster Rhymes? Yeah, uh, I'll say DMX because his, more of his albums impacted me. 
But, right. but fucking instinction level event by fucking Buster. Wow, that shit's fucking goat shit. All that right. album was fucking crazy. New York, Brooklyn, ah, ah, everybody, ah. Like, bro, <laughs> that shit was crazy. I'll be that live motherfucker from the Flip No Squad. Um, bro, so, so, yo, yeah. top three MCs from the Wu Tang. Who's your top three in Wu Tang? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I gotta say Ghost. <laughs> you I gotta say Ray. Who? And Ghost and Ray. Uh huh. I-, I would say Meth, but but I can't lie. I was more into the uh, Rizza. Yeah. Coming up. Because the Rizza, yeah. I used to hear him freestyle. Bro, he'll come crazy with the fucking bars, man. Like, his shit was so futuristic and, like, outer space, like, crazy lyrics that I used to fuck with him tough, man. Like, he's an abbot, you know what I mean? And uh, I used to fuck with him tough. Like, if anything, I could I could swap maybe, like, nah, nah. I, I like meth, but his style was, I didn't gravitate it towards as much as I like Ray, you know what I'm saying? And Ghost, you know? And then the, and then the RZA just had his own shit going on. Like, it was crazy. I gotta uh, just give it. No doubt. Uh, so let's see. Uh, G rap, who G rap, or rot or who G rap or big pun? Uh, that's funny. Because G rap is the father. Big, big pun. pun. Exactly, big pun. That's big pun's fucking OG right there. You know what I'm yep. saying? But, but I'm going to leave it open like this. Look, they, it, and I got something to announce right now. So, Big Pun, that's his OG. Right? And my OG is Big Pun. Like, my, my hip-hop hero was Big Pun. Big Pun's hip-hop hero was Coochie Rap. You know what I'm saying? And guess, guess what you haven't heard? I got a song with Coochie Rap. What? Yeah, it's not the album. It's not that one is like top secret. It's like in a vault somewhere wow. that I don't want it to get released. I just recorded it like what a month, month ago. Yeah, what? Yeah, and I couldn't believe it, bro. When I listened to the record, my damn self, I had to play it for like three days just to just to just to absorb his verse. Like, goddamn, that's cool, G rap. You know what I'm saying? And then finally, I came through and, and I and I and I felt I felt like I bodied it, you know what I'm saying? So, so uh, I had a, I, I had to step up to the level, you know what I mean? But uh, big pun for me, but but um, I, I'm just I'm just the fucking the descendant of pun, and then you know what I mean? Like it's just the lineage, so I gotta say pun, but you know above him, it's cool G rap anyway, so. All right, let's take it to the... Um, all right, Jay-Z or Nas? Nas. Nice. All day. B- b- uh, most Def or Talib? Most. All right, Common common or Most Def? Common. Redman or Method Man? I was a big fan of Common. Redman or Method Man? Meth. All right, let's take it to production. Pete Rock or Primo? <laughs> Primo. Whoa, hoo all right, let's take it down south. All right, <laughs> Ti or Luda? Ti or Luda? <laughs> probably like probably Ti. 
But Lulu oh. was out first, so like then you had to just go with Ti later. I don't right. really listen to neither one of them, but if I had to pick, I'd probably say Ti. I guess. Outcast or UGK? Outcast. Equipment out. Right. That, that was crazy. All right, Scarface or Ice Cube? Scarface for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Corrupt he, that. Just, he just really had like an impact. Like I resonated with his music more, even though I'm from the West Coast. I resonated with uh, Scarface more, man. I don't know. He was just telling stories, man. Like I don't know. It was just different for me. Corrupt or Daz? Uh, corrupt, because I, I I was influenced by him early on when me he did too. like his East and West Coast uh, CD uh, album. That shit was really dope. You know, the night I murdered a thousand MCs, like, yo, bro, that album was crazy. So I e got to say him. Nice. E-40 or Too Short? Too Short. Woo! Album All number right. 10, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Meek Mills or J. Cole? Uh, I'd have to say J. Meek Mills right. even come up with C, but it's all it's fucking hype and shit, but like, yeah, J. Cole. J. Cole mm. not involved with all that extra shit. J. Cole or Kendrick? Kendrick. Ooh. Oh, Alright, Schoolboy Q or J-Rock? Man, neither. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that. Plus, there's some there's some shit that that uh behind the scenes shit. You know what I mean? Like, we've done a lot of shows, bro, so neither yeah. one. Bless, man. Um, do you also let's talk about what's coming up for the remainder of 2021 and what can we expect from Mike Blast for 2022 what's what's up next um for the remainder of this year I got shows lined up right now I'm on a promo run for the new album and it's gonna drop in January um the reason I put it there is because it gives me time to kind of get ready and get everything I want prepared to really put together a dope like launch for everybody um so I got like I got like one, two, three. I got like three videos that are gonna drop between December and January. They're already done, and then uh, we got. I got a show at November twentieth in uh, Ventura at the Ventura Beach Club with um, Eight Hundred Five Live. It's like I guess Eight Hundred Five Live All Stars. Nice. And then I yeah. And then uh, December fourth, I'm doing a show in Simi Valley. We're bringing hip hop back to Simi Valley. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they don't really Dope. have a scene out here, so we're kind of like, kind of like what we're doing. What we did in Santa Maria back in the day. We're trying to do it here in Simi Valley. We, we got a we got a dope venue here that's welcoming us to bring acts here and bring hip hop here. So that that's gonna be dope, and you guys could expect more from to, to do more shows in Simi Valley, just to create more of a scene out here and, and connect them to the eight to five. You know what I'm saying? So we're just building, building, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, until the album drops, I'm just doing shows and shit like that and booking and just uh, putting it out there. Like I said, I was in New York, you know, did a show out there in Brooklyn, just promoting and getting out there again. When, so when, you know, think, yeah. when is it? Uh, when's your New York show, Bless? When's it? No, I, I already did it. I already did it. Oh, when was it? Yeah, when did you go? I, it was, uh, I don't know, last month. Holy shit. But it was just like one of those things. You know, I think because COVID kind of kept people down a lot. People are trying to get out of that, and now's the time to come out and represent and come out to the shows. And you know, don't be scared to live a little. You know what I mean? I think cats are still like you know, it put people in a rut. You know what I mean? And now's the time to get out there and, and uh, come out to the shows and 
represent, man. So I'm just being I'm just being busy and, and putting out work and trying to put out more more content for the fan, for the fans and for the people. You know what I'm saying? For the fam. Awesome, Thanks. awesome. So, yo, man, what? Who's producing on the next album? Who you got producing on the next joint? Oh, I got a fucking science screen. I got Merge V. I got Ball Class from Greece. Uh, who else I got on this? I got this cat named uh, Cat from Germany, man. I got a few different producers, but the sounds all, it all connects, you know what I'm saying? I got DJ Rome, I got DJ Mishirons, I got a few DJs from Greece. Like, I got a few different, you know, I got a feature from Big Twin. I got a song with uh, Baby Pun, Chris Rivers. Good shit. You know? Yeah, no, no one even wow. knows about that. No, I haven't even announced that. Like nobody knows that. But if they listen to the interview, there you go. Wait till you hear that shit. Wait till you hear that joint. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, my thing was just putting out the work this year and really stepping into stepping into that role for the 805, man, and really giving the people uh, the mic for that shit that they're used to, man, and staying activated for the. For the people, man, like for real. Congratulations, Mike Bless. Oh man, I'm so happy. I'm so I'm so proud for all the accomplishments, ladies and gents. I'm gonna tell you this. You know how like um, like sometimes we hear Jay Z say like when the hustler sees another hustler succeed, like he feels happy for them, and that's how I feel from seeing a an an MC that came from from the bottom like me. And started with nothing and came up with everything and just worked his way up and believed in paying dues and he believed in the vision, stuck to the vision. And and in order for you to do this, young young ladies and gentlemen, you gotta be stubborn in your own way. And what I mean is when everybody's discouraging you and everybody's telling you to quit, you gotta be stubborn and not listen. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta follow your dreams. There's gonna be a lot of distractions along the way. A lot of things in life's gonna hurt you. A lot of things in life can, like, you know, make you put a little break to it, a little stop. But it's like stories like Mike Bless that shows, like, yo, man, resilience is everything. Uh, I know the stuff behind the scenes in the music industry, ladies and gents. And, like, it's not easy. This is not for the weak. This is not for the weak. This is, this is for the this is for the, this is not for the weak. And this is for the strong. And, What's gonna keep your love alive for the game is you really gotta love making music. You really gotta love this, and you really gotta be a student of the culture. And um, me and Mike Blast are from that cloth. Um, there's so many memories from Blast that I can go off record, on record. Um, just we're just some kids from Oxnard. We're we're, we're some back. kids from Oxnard that followed a dream. And it took us places that we never thought we would. Who would have thought MD would be doing a podcast? But hip hop was definitely a door for me to do it. So not only it changed us, it, it, it opened doors in our lives that's going to be open forever. So, man, I'm so proud of you, dude. Um, ladies and gents, any other shouts, Bless? Any other shouts? Shouts to the whole um, 805 OX, everybody tuning in, yeah. LA, everybody, everybody. Uh, the whole yeah. community, you know, you got any shots? You know, thank you for rocking with me all these years, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been to my homies lately, man, and, and you know, there's a lot of love out there for me, man, and I really appreciate oh, it. You know, 
when I was down too, like I, I got so much love and you know, it was uh overwhelming, you know what I'm saying? But I but I appreciate it all and that's why I'm here going hundred and twenty hundred and twenty right now for the fans and for the homies and for the people that appreciate me and for my fam that's really pushing for me. So that's why I'm going 120% to, to make it happen. Cause we, when I, when I win, we all win, you know what I'm saying? So it, it just goes back to exactly how it started. You know what I mean? And, and um, I'm just glad we able to talk like we normally talk. You know, this ain't no, like I'm on an interview and nothing like that. <laughs> Marlon already knows. So and for, this, for is, the- this, is just, this is me and Marlon having a conversation <laughs> and all and that. For- like, so, welcome to the combo. And for the record, ladies and gents, like, don't get it twisted. Like, like you know, we update each other with everything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm well updated with what's going on. And I know what's going on in the scene. And, like, just Mike Bless is just a good, like, friend to, to be in this industry with because he lets me know what's up. He lets me know what I can expect. He lets me know the temperature of what I can expect, you know. And it's a, it's a good thing because... We always got to keep our ears to the streets and keep our ears to the game and how it's evolving. Like the, the hip hop industry is constantly evolving every four years. The way people consume music and hear music, it's changing. The way people hear artists is changing. So Mike Bless and I also have to adapt to the changes every time it changes, you know? So it's, it's, it's more to being an artist. You got to adapt. You got to adapt, you know? Um, Yo, Bless. Man, I want to give a shout to Little Bless. Little Bless, the two okay. little Bless, the two little Bleezies, if you guys are listening. Please, please. Uh, I want to give a shout to Mama Bless. Mama Bless, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, dog. And uh, let me let me yeah, hit you on the text. Too, let me hit you on the text. Yo, ladies and gents, MD Podcast, you know what? I, I'm feeling the love. I'm thinking about dropping this shit for Thanksgiving, the uh, Thanksgiving episode, you know what I'm saying? Hey, thanks for tuning um, in, everybody. Fucking, if this drops on Thanksgiving, then cheers to y'all. You know what I'm saying? MD Podcast, yo, blast. Let me hit you back right now, all right? Let me edit this all right, shit. Word up. Peace, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Love, Love you. Peace, peace.